0: Welcome to another Restoration Church Life podcast episode. This episode is brought to you by Jesus Christ, the Great High Priest, who goes into the Most Holy Place and pleads the merit of His body and blood on our behalf, and He knows our names. If you haven't heard that sermon, go back and listen to it. Uh, But this podcast is brought to you by Him. Welcome. Here we are at the relaunch of the Restoration Church Life podcast. And in the relaunch, we're going to be thinking about how to inform and inspire the community of Restoration Church to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. That's the mission of our church. And so we want to inform and inspire people towards that end. We have a number of different things that goes on in the life of our church. And uh, so we're going to be thinking about in this podcast. We're going to be thinking about organizations and entities we partner with. We're going to be thinking about roles in the life of the church, like elders and deacons and community group leaders. And thirdly, we're going to be thinking about topics uh, that come up. Uh, And so this episode is in that first category, relationships that we have in the life of the church uh, that we think are healthy for us to participate with corporately. Our members are doing a thousand things, but we try to choose a few Um, because we think it's just a good ministry to partner with for the sake of the gospel here in Washington, D.C., and beyond. (laughs) All right, so with me, if you heard those laughs, are a few people. Today, that organization that we are going to talk about is... Whitney, say it.
1: Christian Legal Aid
0: of D.C. Just say it really loud so they can hear it.
1: Christian Legal Aid of D.C. Christian
0: Legal Aid of D.C. Not to be confused with Christian Legal Aid of Philadelphia or Sacramento or Bermuda. So uh, here we are, and I have with me Whitney King, who I knew when she was 13 years old, and she's still here. (laughs) That is true. That's lying. (laughs) I'm not lying. Also with me is the counselor, Daniel Kim. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you. And I have with me, not Rachel Busick, Rachel Morrison. I guess also still kind of Rachel Busick. Yes, in a way, not any, not legally. Since we're talking about legal, Christian legal aid, she is legally (laughs) (laughs) Rachel Morrison. All right, so the listeners, all two dozen of them want to know, Whitney, what in the world is Christian legal aid and what in the world do you have to do with that? Why are you on this podcast? So tell us.
1: Why am I on this podcast? Because I am not an attorney, but I care about justice. And yeah. so I am the executive director for Christian League of DC. We exist to advance access to justice in the name of Christ and demonstrating the love of Christ. We're a nonprofit organization. We've got a small team, but we partner with and mobilize a whole network of attorneys and law students and others who love Jesus and care about justice and the people of this city. And
0: you have held the role of executive director for how long?
1: Just over a year. I became executive director in April of 2020.
0: And how long have you been a member of this church?
1: For almost 11 years. August 2010 is when I moved to DC and became were you November. Second class? Third I'm class? Second, second is the best. Yeah. Second class. That was a good, that was a good class, classes, man. I didn't realize we had classes
2: here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, because the Thorntons were in that class. Who else was in that class? It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. (laughs) All right. So you're the executive uh, director of Christian Legal Aid, right? That's right. And uh, let's talk now about how Restoration Church came to partner with Christian Legal Aid. That came from an email from Rachel, not Busick, legally Rachel Morrison. And uh, she sent us, if you want to know, if you're listening to this and you're like, how can I talk to the church and get them to at least consider partnering with something I'm doing for the sake of Jesus? We won't necessarily say yes, but we might consider it if you do it like Rachel did it. She did such a good job. Uh, so, Rachel, why, what, what do you do with Christian Legal Aid? And why is it you thought it was wise for us to partner more formally with Christian Legal Aid? Great.
3: So I've been connected with uh, Christian Legal Aid of D.C. or... CLA D.C. since I think fall of 2015 when I came to D.C. after graduating law school I'd been connected a little bit with Christian Legal Aid of Los Angeles during law school had volunteered a couple times as a law student and when I came to D.C. I knew the then executive director Uh, so I started attending the annual banquet that CLA D.C. holds and after that I became uh, a financial supporter of CLADC through their annual their annual fundraiser which is a great opportunity to join with others and often there's a matching gift so your funds can be doubled or tripled or uh, expanded in that way Uh, and then my support continued even more from that Uh, Winston and I decided uh, after we were married that this was a Ministry that we wanted to support more regularly. Uh, and you're in the
0: legal industry, and
3: I am a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So this is so this is something that's close to my heart of uh, providing access to justice through the legal system and helping others be able to navigate that system. It's confusing enough for a lawyer. It's uh, other areas of law I don't know anything about. But I do have some tools, or I know how to reach out to people to figure out how to figure something out. But if you don't know that, it can be very confusing, it can be hard, you don't know what you don't know. Um, And Christian Legal Aid of DC is able to help people that have real problems and problems that can be fixed through the legal system. Um, And so uh, apart from financially supporting CLADC, um, prayer is another big way you can support, um, praying for the various um, volunteers and praying for the individuals who come seeking help. Um, And I think that ties into how CLADC supports the gospel. Um, It's not just providing legal services um, to individuals who need access to legal services. Um, That's one way you can provide uh, for the poor or for those who need help, but it's doing it from a Christian perspective. Uh, The uh, volunteers and staff are able to pray with the clients. They're able to offer uh, hope in Christ and spiritual uh, counseling and advice and support in that way, and so that's what makes uh, Christian uh, Christian legal aid as opposed to just legal aid.
0: And did you do something with the financial? You have Christian legal aid,
3: so financial aid, right? You probably yeah, you have probably seen uh, the last several years. I've sent an email uh, advertising the annual fundraiser that CLADC has and encouraging other members of the church to uh, join and support um, either financially or just raising awareness of um, that organization. And I'm not the only one, there's a lot of other members in the church that have uh, volunteered by um, encouraging others to support that ministry or volunteered themselves and provided services either legal or other.
0: And now tell me a little bit more, Whitney, before we get to the other counselor in the room, Daniel Kim, Uh, tell me a little bit more, just give me some broad categories of the kinds of people that you'll meet with. We've talked sort of broadly about uh, justice in the city for oftentimes the poor and these the folks that are sort of separated and need a lot of help with the system. So give us some categories of kinds of people that you would
1: work with. Sure. Thanks, Nathan. So you know one of the criteria there aren't a lot of criteria for our services there's an income threshold so you know by definition you think about how much it costs to live in dc and there's a an amount that hey depending on how many people are in your family if you're bringing in this much money we know that you're gonna really struggle to access legal help you need, and so we're gonna provide that for free. So we are talking about people who are living in poverty in Washington, D.C. And then we focus on a few different areas of law, and I won't go into all of them, but um, two of the most common areas of law are criminal record sealing and then probate.
0: You said it really fast. Like I I talk fast sometimes, and non-English speakers come up to me and say, Nathan, you talk too fast. Criminal justice.
1: Criminal Record Sealing. 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 So in brief, um, if you have an arrest or a conviction on your record, um, that will be publicly available for years, decades to come until and unless you get that sealed. Um, I could do a whole separate podcast on this, but I won't. But keep in mind, there are people in our city, many, many people, most of them living in poverty, who have been arrested, never charged. And yet that will remain on their record for a minimum of two years.
0: Which keeps them from,
1: keeps them from getting get jobs, can affect your housing applications yeah. where you live. The psychological, emotional burden people talk about being defined by this stigma is um, incredibly powerful in a, in, a, in a hindering, damaging way. Yeah. And so on the one hand, we have people who have not been convicted of a crime, yet are held back in ways that are categorically unjust. Now, on the other hand, we have people who have committed crimes. We are sinners. People do things wrong. And yet our U.S. system says when you commit a crime, there is a punishment. Um, But added on to that punishment in the law is the punishment that for many people means you'll never have a viable job again. You will always be defined by this thing you have done. And as Christians especially, we see that God does not treat us that way, and so when we do things like criminal record sealing, we are taking advantages of the laws that already exist that say, hey, if you've done certain things and it's been a certain amount of time, you can get a clean slate. Yeah. But people can't access that clean slate unless they got money to hire a lawyer. So that's a big chunk of our work. Happy to talk with anyone else about that. Um, One other thing I'll highlight that is, it's a little less intuitive. It doesn't come front of mind, but it's one of the most greatest needs that we have. So when someone passes away, they have an estate. Maybe they have a house that they wanna leave to their children, their grandchildren. Maybe they have a car that was in your husband's name, Um, but you were never on the title. How are you gonna get access to that? And so many people living in poverty in DC are dealing with the deaths of their loved ones and now entering into this massive bureaucracy of how to administer those assets, of how to clear their debts, of how to make sure that what they um, intended to leave on for their family is happening correctly. Even in the best of cases with no family drama, that's a really difficult and hard process that legal help makes a huge difference in, and yet many few of us live in the best of cases, and so on top of that, we help people navigate really tough situations that have a legal component. Good, and there's
0: other things, but those are the two biggest ones that you do, right? And and Daniel Kim is one of the guys in our church. How long have you been a member of this church, Daniel? August, August 2013. And uh, you've been serving in this as well as Rachel as a lawyer. So talk a little bit briefly about what what does it look like to, uh, to volunteer at Christian Legal Aid. Sure. So I
2: started actually not too long ago. It was February of last year or February of last year or the year before that. I forgot. Pandemic has uh, messed up with my time frame <laughs> now. Right? Like, yeah. It's, so, another podcast. so I think it was actually the year before. Yeah. So 2019, I think it's right. February 2019. I joined. And, you know, I've heard from Rachel and Whitney and other people talking about Christian legal aid. It's, um And the thing is, like, you know, I I thought I was really busy with the work. And obviously, you know, being a lawyer, you are. But I think there was this kind of like, what am I doing? You know, we're 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 we talk and we hear sermons about about loving your neighbor. and, And that's like with the second commandment. Right. First love God and then love your neighbor and i'm just like how am i loving my neighbor it's easy to do certain things that are really simple right and then like you know if it's easy to love on your friends because they're your friends that's easy to do that but what's the hard stuff it's it's really like as psalms 82 is like defend the weak and fatherless you know uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed rescue the weak and needy and deliver them from the hand of the wicked it's that's that's harder because it's uncomfortable and i think as an attorney we have very special privilege as an attorney. You put, you, people, when they hear their attorney, they're back straightened up, and then they're like, okay, yes, sir, what do, what do I have, I have to do? Right? To right? Yeah, it's jokes joke. come to mind, <laughs> but really, it's just like, oh, this is serious, right? When you get an attorney on the line, it's serious. And so, to have that right, position.
0: <laughs> a pastor and an executive director and two lawyers walk into a bar. I don't know the rest of the
2: joke, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think people, I think it's one of those things where I just felt compelled. It's like, okay, so the Lord has put me in a particular position that's privileged and has given me skills, um, education and knowledge. Um, of how things work and where where people I think most of the society would say wow you're an attorney let me listen to you um, and and give like open it's like almost a key a special key to open up doors to opportunities that that many people don't usually have and so to be able to use that for people who can't do that who can't who don't have a voice for themselves to defend themselves I was compelled to do that and so that's why I think I came to Christian Legal Aid because um, it is preaching to the, it is not only providing legal but also um, an opportunity to pray with them and hopefully have gospel uh, uh, conversations. And tell
0: us really briefly, give us an example of somebody you helped.
2: Yeah. So um, let's see here. So the one I'll I'll speak about this one um, older client, and uh, she was she just needed help with her will, right? Um, she just. Didn't know how to start. That's the had, second category Whitney talked about. Yeah, yeah probate and estates. It's related. Um, and she just didn't know where to start. And so she tried to do it outside using one of those, what is it, um, third-party templates that you use. And she came to Christian Eagle Aid, and I was able to help her. Um, kind of write it down, but it was more of an emotional process for her because it's thinking about death and what to do after death. And so there are so many opportunities, not only to write her will in the way that she wanted it tailored, but also just to kind of have conversations about that and pray with her uh, when she felt troubled. Um, and it's one of those relationships I've actually enjoyed because she keeps coming back to me, even though... These uh, wills have been long, like has been long drafted and, you know, a fish, uh, stamped with approval and all that kind of stuff. It's she keeps on coming back because she just enjoys that conversations and having us
0: pray together. That's Praise the Lord. Well, thank you guys for all that you do. Uh, now, before we sign off, uh, anything else, Rachel, to add anything else we we've, we've said already?
3: I just want to reiterate the ways that church members could get involved and support CLADC. Um, First off, through prayer. Uh, Prayer is invaluable in praying for um, the gospel conversations that are going to happen and um, just that the individuals will be able to uh, achieve justice in the legal system and that uh, CLADC can help them. Um, Also, financially, um, either a one-time gift or monthly, and I know the church supports CLADC and their work in that way. Um, And then third is volunteering. Uh, You don't have to be a lawyer to volunteer. You can talk to Whitney about the needs and the opportunities to do that. But there are ways, if you are lawyers, obviously, to volunteer for the legal aid.
0: And you guys have, like, other christians and other lawyers from other churches all over the city right working together yeah. Isn't that fun That's another way that we're partnering together right kingdom work which restoration church it's not like just because whitney is the head honcho down there that like you know this is our ministry but we're partnering with other gospel believing churches and i'm thinking a number of folks that may live like in the normal impoverished part of our city southeast Uh, Northeast, which is how we have partnership with churches over there that we can also not only pray with them, but also direct them to churches that maybe are closer than us. Praise the Lord. Well, before we sign off, thank you for that, Rachel. That was very helpful. Um, Before we sign off, we want to answer the question always, the mission of Restoration Church is to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond. And so... Whitney, how does this—I mean, it's kind of already been shared a little bit, but tell us, sign us off by sharing with us how this connects into making disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ.
1: Thanks, Nathan. So you guys have heard about prayer and relationships, and I want to connect this to— The heart of the gospel and the character of God um, in a way that is what's motivating us day in, day out as volunteers and staff. So I said that we exist to advance access to justice. So we're doing this though in the name of Christ, demonstrating the love of Christ. And so we know that God is just And we cannot delight in his supremacy without celebrating his full character, desiring what he desires and joining in his plan. So we delight in his supremacy when we eagerly join in him and his work. And for justice, that means especially for the vulnerable, especially for the poor. Um, His heart for that is clear throughout scripture. So we know that God defines justice. He desires justice. And he is the one who's going to deliver justice. So when we work towards justice in his name, We display his character and that creates opportunities to share the hope of the gospel like Daniel shared. Um, And as we participate, we as disciples, Christians and attorneys and volunteers are coming together to grow in our own sanctification, to show people this is what it looks like to be an attorney for Jesus. This is what it looks like to use my skills and my resources for Jesus. And one final thing I'll add is, how often the people that we think we're giving the gospel to are giving the gospel right back to us people who are living in our city who are struggling day in and day out who know jesus are some of the most incredible examples of hope in christ of living for christ and delighting in the supremacy of christ because the illusion of delighting in this world um, is far far away and so as we come together, not as the heroes helping other people, but submitting to Christ and being a part of his kingdom, there's um, a mutual edification. And all of this comes together for the glory of Christ. So like the Bible says, when they see your good works and they see their light, it's gonna turn to our Father in heaven and and glorify his name.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for your time. Listeners, thank you for your time. Uh, This is just one way. So, listeners, as you think about your life in our community as a church, when you think about that, all kinds of things are happening. And one of the reasons that we wanted to do this podcast, again, was to show that, like... When you see what's happening in the church, you're tempted to believe that not much may be happening outside of that gathering. But there's so many things that people are using their time, talent, and treasures for towards the sake of the kingdom in our city. This is just one little taste of it all. And uh, if you have any more questions about any of this, you can talk to Rachel, talk to Whitney, you can talk to Daniel. You can talk to me, but I'll direct you back to them. Uh, and there are other things. And so be just, I know you're waited with bated breath to learn about these other ways that members of our church are involved in and our church is involved in. And just know that uh, not only are these guys doing this, as Daniel mentioned, in their own time, uh, but also know that when you give financially to the life of this church, part of that makes its way to Christianly way. So thanks for what you do. God bless you. Uh, let's together join with the rest of the saints of Washington, D.C. to make disciples the delight and the supremacy of Christ. I hope that you've been inspired and informed to go out and do that. Look forward to seeing you again soon. God bless you. Have a great week.